Hey guys, this is Angie and welcome up to the Level Up Podcast with Angie Lee. I am your host, Angie, and it is 2024, turned 30 on Jan 1. So we rung in the new year, a little celebratory birthday party. It was so much fun. Let me tell you a little bit about how this all went down. We had just celebrated Christmas in Mexico. My immediate family doesn't do a lot, so we figured we would hightail it off to Mexico. We did it last year. I don't know if we'll be, continue to do that and make it a tradition or, or anything, but two years in a row, we went to Playa del Carmen. This year was lovely. It was great beach weather, got a little bit of a tan. Ivy was older, so she played in the beach in the sand and really enjoyed herself. She loved it so much that when we would take the stroller to dinner or walk past the beach, she'd say, beach, 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 and just be so obsessed and was really cute. And funny thing is, we flew a budget airline. We flew with only carry-on luggage. And so we had these tiny bags uh, stuffed to the brim and half of Ivy's is just diapers. But we were, we went there and immediately went to the local Walmart in Mexico and bought diapers. We bought sunscreen, things like that, that we didn't um, intend to pack because it was bulkier items. Uh, We got milk, of course, and a whole bunch of things for the snacks and just, what would you call it? Consumable goods. (laughs) So we went to the Walmart and picked up a few things. I forgot her bathing suit. Like the house was left in shambles. We were just so packing in such a, a frenzy. And you always think, oh, yeah, time and time. I was like, then suddenly the night before, you can't find some key things that you're looking for. So I ended up going to Walmart and we bought her one of the little wetsuits that has more coverage so that in the next summer when we are looking to go swimming or play some water games in the yard or something like that, then we wouldn't be duplicating or like buying something unnecessarily because we would have a wetsuit for really hot Sundays and like cute little bikinis that she has. So went to check out those things. They also had these like chickens on sale that you squeeze and when you release it, it it like makes that kind of annoying sound. And she was really obsessed with that too, but we didn't have room to buy her that. We just let her play with it in the store. And it seems like every kid left there was a kid with one an adult playing with one too and so the whole store was just like squawking chickens incredible (laughs) it was just like pretty funny but if you had a migraine or were hungover you would probably hate that and you're like i'm just leaving i'll buy things online (laughs) instead so that was at landing we were there for about a week and then we made sure to come back in time to set up for this birthday party and so we had some food catered got some chinese food and I put Ivy in this really cute traditional Chinese outfit, even though I'm Vietnamese, but I just still really thought this dress was so cute and beautiful. I personally wore just like a black dress with a high slit. And then later on, I just gave up. I was like, okay, I took a few pictures already. Now I'm ready to really party and really dance. So I broke out my dance pants. I call them dance pants because I bought them specifically for hip hop choreo. They're like this lightweight jogger from Gymshark. Because when you think of people who dance, they normally are wearing sweats anyway. But I love how lightweight these pants are. Sweating in the summer heat, I bought these specifically because they were so airy. And because it's Gymshark, it's performance, kind of like performance. But they're still baggy and dancer friendly. So I love that. Actually, that kind of got on my nerves that I didn't take a thing as the night progressed. 
we took more photos. We were having more drinks, enjoying. Everyone started loosening up and getting to know each other. And we started dancing. Then it was like, man, all of my cute photos were earlier on. When I was wearing cute clothes, we were taking less photos. And when I was wearing casual clothes, we were taking more photos. But at the end of the day, I had family come in. I had friends surprise me. I had no idea that my out-of-town friends who flew in um, from Philly were going to be there at all. I felt like it was honestly kind of rude to ask to invite them because they're, they're so far. They're with their family over the holiday. And then it's not like I had the opportunity to celebrate her milestone birthday. I felt like it wasn't fair to ask. But I also had a childhood friend, Sharon, who drove I, f 10 hours with her boyfriend to come see me. And man, I was just like something else, something real special I was first shocked because um, the couple that came in from Philly, they were sitting in the dark, Andrea and Alejandro, and I thought someone had broke in. I was so confused. <laughs> I screamed, and I'm sure somebody else heard it and had no idea what was going on because we were like townhouses and apartments and it, it, the sound would carry. And when I saw them, I was so excited. And then Ivy was up, and we were randomly talking about Encanto and how I wanted to put, it was like, we love the song, uh, we don't talk about Bruno. So I was searching on YouTube to play that song and we were all going to kind of enjoy it with Ivy and see how she likes it. And then next thing I know, right in my peripheral, Sharon appears. I was just shocked, but I wasn't scared this time because I kind of, my first friends were sitting in the dark. So that scared me. When Sharon showed up, I was just so overwhelmed with all the excitement of things that were happening. When you celebrate your birthday on a big holiday like New Year's or Christmas, a lot of your friends are doing their own thing with their family, and that makes a lot of sense. Like, this is when the time's off, everybody gets to travel and be with their family for um, a good chunk of time. So it just didn't really cross my mind that people would be available to come celebrate this milestone with me. So that meant a lot. My cousins came first. They were the party crew. The party starter pack is what I was saying. Because when you travel with that many people, they're like a whole bunch of them with kids. And they're so much fun. So they drove in from Georgia and into Nashville. And the great thing is that because they came early to help me set up and do decorations and think through the food and drinks. My cousin Twee was cooking up a storm titka and it was so good, which is a Vietnamese dish that has pork and it's very flavorful. So my cousin and Horden had cooked up a storm. And the fun thing is that you never really have to be like kind of in that awkward phase where not a lot of people are there because they are the starter pack. They have arrived and they're there and you don't have to worry about kind of like a quiet beginning. So that was my 30th. We celebrated on the 31st, New Year's Eve at 11 p.m. I came and did like an entrance, which was really cool. We had these sparklers that you held out and I went through, like if you ever think of a middle school dance or something where there's like this tent and everybody has their arms up and you would walk under it. So they did that with the sparklers. I did a few dance walkthroughs, got some other people to join in and that was really fun. And then we cut the cake and walked over to Bicentennial Park, which had the music note drop. 
and it was pretty busy and packed. They did, I felt like it was very secure and safe because there were, at the entrance, there were metal detectors and everybody's bags was, were checked. And it was a little bit anticlimactic because a lot of people had been there for a while and there were other performances. We just kind of showed up right at the end when they were preparing to do that note drop. We did a countdown and we walked home. But I think that was a really great way to kind of like end that chapter and enter my birthday. But the party didn't end there. We kept going back and drinking some more. And some people who had other commitments for New Year's Eve joined us later. And we really didn't end until 4.30 a.m., which is so late. Like Ivy was asleep and my mom was sleeping with her. And so I felt like totally free to be able to enjoy myself fully. So that's pretty much an overview of the birthday. Really appreciate seeing friends and family. And yeah, it was it was a good and fun party. I don't know that it's a lot of coordinating. Like we probably save that 4 a.m. partying style for like really special occasions. I don't see myself doing that <laughs> just like on a regular weekend. No way, not at all. I'm in my self-care grandma. I have the coloring books. I have the uh, puzzles and I'm looking at a few things around me. Like I'm ready to figure out how I can make that a reality. I mean, I have got the things, but I just need a dedicated spot just to do puzzles because when you have a toddler, there's always that fear that they're going to take the one piece and then you'll be screwed. One thing that I want to try to do, because I do use this desk for work from home twice a week, I'll probably find like a mat, uh, one of those puzzle mats. That would be fun. Or I think I'm not sure if I need it yet. Maybe I'll just squish everything and make this my dedicated puzzle table. Yeah, so that's kind of like what I'm getting into next. The sweet thing is Andrea, who came in, who flew in with her boyfriend, Alejandro, they gave me some starter sets. So I showed you guys, I have this self-care cats coloring book. And when she was so eager to share that she couldn't like wait <laughs> for that evening, she had arrived and was like, hey, look what I got you. So this is fun. It's a stress-less coloring mandalas very cute and then what's this other one too late for coffee too early for wine a survival coloring book for moms so that was super cute and then she also got this coloring book for ivy and ivy already got a head start she beat me and started coloring and this is a baby shark so a few people i know my friend connie and friends will and chan they got ivy some gifts too and i think that is so smart like, she's so young that she thinks any present is obviously for her. She's like, more presents? And she did the little hand sign. This is gesture for more. And so Ivy was like, more presents, more presents. And it was really cute. And luckily, there was a lot of toys in the play area. And I brought Play-Doh to distract the kids a little bit. And I got stuck on a bunch of stuff. But that's neither here nor there. It was manageable. Um, yeah, so... I guess let's just kind of get into the heart of what I wanted to talk about. Hey guys, welcome to the Level Up Podcast. I'm your host, Angie, and this is a podcast where we talk about all things self-development that I am pursuing. So I'm pretty much just talking about anything that I'm learning and trying to do in terms of getting better with mindfulness, with career, with fitness, with self-care, self-love, 
So I want to invite you to join me on the journey as I try to level up. Let's get into it. So it is New Year's and I want to talk about like being kind to yourself about your goals and then how to overcome any obstacles or challenges when you are goal setting. So I wanted to enter this podcast thinking about things from a self-care and kindness mindset and how you can reframe some of the things that you might be telling yourself. So for the first thing, January 1 landed on a Monday and it's also a day that people feel a lot of pressure to begin their New Year's resolutions. I don't know this for a fact, but I believe that you'll see a lot of more people, an influx of people in the gyms on Jan 1. Now, this is not a bad thing. I think people that criticize folks who are trying to better themselves and begin New Year's resolutions, like I'm thinking of people who do the eye rolls or like, yeah, let me see you in six months and see if you're still going. Like, There's something really compelling about a fresh start, a new year, a fresh day for people to commit to being better. And there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like anybody who says otherwise is just, you know, you are in the peanut gallery, I think. Like, let these people figure out their goals. Like, personally, I've got 10 goals. I've got five things I'm going to roll over, five things that I want to start doing. Like, why not? You're just there to better yourself. Now, caveat to that, you can have your goals. Let me tell you what happened. The first morning after a very long night of partying, dancing, drinking, and I felt a little bit frustrated that I didn't have the energy to work out. Now, I normally do work out. It's a habit that I've established, but I was upset with myself for not starting the new year on a strong foot. I was upset with myself for missing the opportunity. I I did the things that I said I would do. I'm starting a habit on the right. Something that I've learned through therapy, through coaching is to look at things in a little bit of a different perspective. I made a conscious decision to stay up late with my friends and family who traveled for so far, spent a lot of time and energy to help me set up, to spend time with them and enjoy the moment. As a result, I need more rest. My body needs more rest. I get to spend more time with them. I get to see how they're doing. We get to eat a meal together instead of me fighting my tired body and my tired mind and trying to push just for the intent of saying that I started my streak and it was Jan 1 and I started strong. Now, the way that this can be overdone and overused is if you know that you're not at that limit. Like there is, it's a little bit of a gray area. I could keep saying that and I could say every day that I don't feel like working out, I might be inclined to say that I'm just listening to my body and my mind and I'm not wanting to do that. And then the caveat to that is that there is an element of discipline and routine. And if there's a lot of resistance to wanting to go do these things that you sought to commit to, you can't really use that as a crutch, but there are exceptions. Reframing my decision to stay home and skip the workout class sleep more in the afternoon and spend more time with my friends as something intentional can make you 
have the ability to take some power back there. So it's not like a matter of you aren't performing and you don't have discipline, but instead you look at it as like, I made a conscious decision. So I have people here who love me, who out of their way, and I'm going to spend time with them. So when you think of these things as something conscious, something intentional, you have a bit more of the power back. The only thing I'd say is like caution you is like I have gone overboard with that too um, in terms of maybe lacking discipline and then being more saying a default answer of like, oh, it was just like I'm tired. I had so much work. My priority, priority is my child. Those can be true, but there's this element of like, well, you also need to be disciplined. So I'm giving you kind of two sides of the story, but my main takeaway that I want to share with you is that you can reframe some of the things that you're challenged with. And this really applies a lot into industry and with work and in the corporate workspace. So this can also apply pretty well to the corporate environment. Let's look at reframing an example that I've gone through. So I remember specifically I had a coworker, good friend, Emily. She was visiting from out of town. She works kind of one of our smaller offices that isn't in the main Nashville office. So when she comes into town, it's really special. We tried to at least have coffee or chat briefly. And she doesn't come frequently. She also has a very young child. And I was pretty frustrated with myself one week where I was like, I am not meeting this deadline. I shouldn't have socialized. I shouldn't have spent some time with my friends catching up. I should have been working harder, working through lunch. And if you reframe that, I was like, well, no, I am very thoughtful about not working through lunch because I'm doing something, spending a little bit of time in a midday break so that I have the ability to have a good mental health balance work-life balance. I don't want to burn out. I might feel in the end of the week if I didn't meet that goal, it could have been because I didn't commit those hours. But at the end of the day, what's one week difference compared to long-term success? So what I'm saying is that if you work long hours and you work through lunch, you might be able to accomplish a project or some deadline, but I'm going to be burned out. I'm not going to be able to sustain that amount of work. And the other piece of this, that week when I was struggling because I felt really disappointed with myself for not meeting a goal, I was really thoughtful and intentional about spending time with somebody who I value. I was spending time with that person because she was there and I wanted to be present and her advice and the things that we talk about brings value into my work, into my life. And I made an intentional choice to spend time with her. And was it a lot of time? No, it was a brief amount of time. So I don't think I was going overboard at all. But because I was frustrated with myself in the moment, my instinct was to say, no, like you shouldn't have spent all the time. I was just being a a bully to myself. Um, This is touching on some of the things that I said before that you should seek out fresh perspectives on some of the challenges that you experience because an outside perspective could tell you like, no, reframe that. You are a solid person. We know that you wouldn't intentionally slack off and you actually made a really thoughtful choice to prioritize 
this person and spending time with them for however little amount of time. And then if you were to switch roles and work through lunch and work late, you might be able to accomplish a short-term goal, but not without consequence. So if I were just to recap here, whenever you're experiencing something that a goal that you didn't meet or something that you didn't start the right way or uh, some project that you weren't able to finish in your self-imposed deadline or what you had expected for the day, there's usually something that's happening where you're actually being really intentional about a certain decision. I would challenge you to go into the rest of this year, to 2024, to be open to the fact that maybe you aren't really lacking discipline. Maybe you aren't really uh, not a hard worker. It's actually that you're taking the time to prioritize connection, prioritize self-care, your mental health. So I wouldn't overdo it, but it's definitely something that should be up for consideration. And when I say overdoing it, I think like there is that balance and it's pretty hard to strike in terms of self-care, self-love and kindness compared to being overly disciplined and strict and too rigid. And that's actually one of the things that the challenges with 75 hard. A lot of people are doing 75 hard this year. Jan 1, it's just definitely uh, a compelling way to start the year and get a little boost and kick. And I, I did do 75 hard before and I tried, attempted to do it a second time. But that all or nothing mentality can be detrimental to some people. It's a really great tool for a kickstart when you're in the right headspace or if you feel like you can get there with a bit of a push. But some people don't respond well to that type of rigidity, the all or nothing mindset. Like, would you be better off attempting 75 hard, failing after 30 days, and then just going back to normal? Or would it be better if you just had a balanced life and ate a balanced diet, 80-20? Anyway, I wanted to share some thoughts and challenges that I experienced when I was thinking about the day one, starting off the new year on Monday the 1st with a bang, although I didn't meet that specific goal and what went through my mind as I was grappling with that feeling. I hope that you guys have a great week. I hope that you have a great year and that let's just go after these goals, but let's also be kind to ourselves through the process. All right. Anytime that you are looking to try to achieve your goal or better yourself, then I say that you started winning. You know, it's a mindset that first. You first have to accomplish that and then make some baby steps. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing mindset. All right, guys, thank you for listening and let's level up. Okay, bye.